Are you looking to lose weight or improve your health and wondering if intermittent fasting is safe? Wondering what the different types of fasting are and if it's right for you and how you can even get started. Well, you're gonna enjoy this episode. So there's gonna be three parts. In this first episode, I'm gonna be discussing things to be aware of, some risks and cautions that you need to think about before even starting. In part two, I'm gonna dive into some of the benefits and part three will be the tips for getting started. So I hope that you guys enjoy this and really look at it as a big whole picture and not just thinking about weight loss, but as your health as a whole. Hi friends, and welcome to the Healthy Beyond 40 show. I'm Michelle, mom of four, a military wife. I have my doctorate in physical therapy and I'm an online personal trainer, health coach, and yoga teacher. Do you wish that you had more energy and could get into shape? Do you feel like you're struggling to lose weight? Maybe you've tried a diet before, but it just wasn't sustainable, and now you don't know how to get started. We're gonna look at health holistically here, and most importantly, keep things simple and quick. If you're ready to develop healthier habits, exercise consistently, and lose weight sustainably without long workouts or following strict diets, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, I bring together my expertise with real life strategies. No magic pill here, so lace up those shoes and get moving. So let's dive right in today. I'm excited to talk about this topic because it's sort of a buzz thing right now. People are talking about fasting and there's lots of different types of fasting and lots of different ways to do it. So I wanna give you guys some information so you can decide if it's something that would be beneficial for you. But I wanna give you the whole picture. I want you to know some risks that come with it. I want you to know the benefits. And if you feel like it's something you should do, I wanna give you some tips to get started. So before we start, I want you to keep in mind that you should always check with your doctor first before starting any change to your diet, especially if you have any health conditions or anything going on, check with your doctor. So first, I just wanna go through some people who probably should not do fasting. So first, kids should not really be doing fasting. Um, their bodies are growing, they need lots of fuel and energy. Another sect of people that shouldn't is women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Again, when you're pregnant and you're growing that baby, it takes a lot of energy and the same thing with breastfeeding. Also, people with type 1 diabetes who take insulin, um, there have been some trials on people with type 2 diabetes but not type 1. So again, if you're sort of in that, consult with your doctor first. Um, before getting started. Also, anyone who had a history of eating disorders should not do fasting because you get back into that cycle of restricting things and you may not be in a safe place. So if you've had a history of bulimia, anorexia, or really just disordered eating where you know that restricting yourself to eating certain hours is not going to be good for you, then this isn't gonna be for you either. I also wanna put a caution out and for women in general, especially women, if you're still cycling, fasting may stress your body and may not be good for you. Um, fasting and keto tend to do a little better in men and especially women who are cycling. It can be a stress to their body because our bodies at that point in our life are meant for us to reproduce and it takes a lot of energy. So it doesn't like when we sort of go into that starvation mode. And again, with fasting, there's so many different types here. 
that it can vary, but I just want you to keep that in mind as you're thinking about this. And if you start to do fasting and you're experiencing unusual anxiety, headaches, nausea, or just other symptoms that don't seem right, then it may not be for you and you should really tune in and listen to your body. I'm gonna give you four ideas here I want you to think about before you even start. So first is, I always recommend starting with the least restrictive thing. So depending what your goals are here, if it is weight loss, what is the least restrictive thing you can do to lose weight? Because that is what is gonna be sustainable. So a couple years ago, I started having some autoimmune issues. I was having joint swelling on my hands and some nodules. My autoimmune marker was positive. I went to a rheumatologist and everything else looked okay. I didn't have lupus or any, any specific diagnosis of an autoimmune disease, but I was having these positive autoimmune markers and symptoms in my body, and they didn't really offer any help. They said I could come back when it gets worse, then they would give me drugs, they wanted me to follow up. But I knew that I could make some lifestyle changes, and that's what I did. And when you start going down that hole in the autoimmune world, um, there's an autoimmune diet and it's pretty restrictive. And when I first started doing it, I'm like, okay, my symptoms aren't that bad yet. What is the least restrictive thing I can do? Because the autoimmune diet felt too restrictive to me. So I started to cut out gluten and dairy because those were two really common triggers when you read about autoimmune issues. So that's where I started. I had to add on a little bit more to that. But instead of jumping to this big restrictive thing, I did the least restrictive thing because my symptoms weren't that bad. If my symptoms were horrible, I probably would have jumped to it. So always thinking about what is the least restrictive thing I can do so it will help to create more sustainability in your health. Number two, I want you to keep in mind that health is more than just weight loss. So a lot of us, when we have weight to lose, we focus on that and we're not really focusing on the health. And the health of our body is how our hormones are functioning, how everything is working in our body. So I don't want you to focus just on weight loss. I want you to focus on what's healthy. What is healthy for my body? What can I fuel my body with? Number three is that creating a lifestyle change means that it's something you can stick with and not just something you do for a little bit. So when again, when we go back to looking at our health and weight loss can be a piece of that, but we want to create lifestyle change, something that we can stick with, something that we can do long-term. Because if we look at our health as a whole, it's not just what happens today or a month or two months from now. It's our health down the line. How am I gonna be in my 60s, 70s, and 80s? How is my heart gonna be functioning? How is my blood sugar is gonna be running? All of these things are super important. And number four is when you are fasting, some people will just focus on these fasting windows and the windows that you can eat. But you don't want to fast and then binge on ice cream and french fries because that's not going to get you anywhere. And it goes back to the idea of we want to do something that's healthy for our body too. So if you're fasting, you need to combine that with healthy eating that's going to fuel your body and make your body run well. If you guys ever feel stuck in your health 
and you're not sure what to do, I offer free health coaching calls. So I'll put the link down below and we can just really chat about your struggles and really go back to this idea of what's the least restrictive thing we can do and how can we focus more on health and creating a healthy lifestyle. So next, I want to dive into the different types of intermittent fasting. And I think this is where when you read about it, everything gets clumped to just intermittent fasting. And there's really a lot of different types out there. So the first type is time-restricted eating. And this is what most people hear about, that 16-8 intermittent fasting. So they're fasting for 16 hours and they have an eight-hour eating window. So this type of window is pretty common and you can sort of think of this if someone you know stops eating at six o'clock at night they're fasting overnight for 16 hours and then they eat at 10 o'clock in the morning but there's also different windows you can start with so most people should start with a 12-hour fasting window even kids can do this so you can think of you stop eating at eight at night and then you eat breakfast at eight in the morning and you've had this 12-hour fasting window so then you can start to increase that fasting window, 13, 14, work your way up to 16. So there's different ways to tinker with that. And then people will also do a 24-hour or a 36-hour fast. So those are super long, a lot more extreme and restrictive. People also will eat very low calories for many weeks. So there's lots of different ways that you can do fasting and those are gonna put different stressors on the body and you're going to have different results and different cautions and different things to look out for. So when you hear fasting and someone is talking about, it, you always wanna ask sort of what type of fasting are they doing? Because there's so many different ones. About health here and really getting nutrition in, I just wanted to share about Organifi's green juice. We moved across country a few months ago and we sold a house and it was stressful and my body was feeling really depleted. I was low on energy. Some nights I was having trouble falling asleep. And when I started using Organifi's green juice, I started having more energy. And I used another green juice at the same time and I didn't notice an effect from it. So I sort of stuck with Organifi's green juice. And it has these different herbs in it and it helps to balance your cortisol and your stress levels. It can also help with weight management. So it's a really good way to get some nutrition in and to really feel energized. So if you guys wanna check it out, there's a link down below that will save you 20% off every order you ever place and 35% if you sign up for their subscription. You can also use the code HEALTHY20 to save. All right, back to fasting. So I want to share this. So fasting can also affect how your gallbladder works. And I wanna point this out because this is just one thing that fasting can do that affects our body that could have a potential negative effect. So when you're fasting, you can rapidly lose weight. So anytime there's rapid weight loss, so this could be fasting or not, the body metabolizes fat as you're losing it. And it causes the liver to excrete extra cholesterol into bile, and that's what can cause the gallstones in our gallbladder. But also fasting itself, because you're going through this period without eating and your body's not having to do its normal function of how the gallbladder will work, it decreases that gallbladder movement, which can then also lead to gallstones. So you can have these two different ways that it can affect your gallbladder. 
So I just say this as a caution so that you realize when you're doing this, it can have an effect on your body and to really listen to your body and go about things slowly and just to be aware of this because there are so many different diets, there are so many different things out there. And a lot of the times we're not looking at how can this affect the inside of my body, how my actual health is. Another thing I want you to think about with intermittent fasting is it could possibly cause you to overeat. So again, it goes back to this idea, there's so many different types of fasting, so it can depend what type of fasting you're doing it and how extreme you go. So if your fasting window is normally like eight hours or 10 and you're going for a super long one, that's a pretty big change. So we have a strong biological push in us to overeat following fasting periods. So if we fast, there's this cravings and these hormones go off inside of us that want us to eat and fill back up because we've been deprived of food. Because in the past, we haven't been around this food abundance that we're in. Our body was used to going through food shortages. And so we have these hormones and these different centers in our brain that help us to want to eat when we've been restricted. So the problem with this is that you'll just be going in circles and it won't be helpful to actually lose weight if you're getting the strong urge and you feeling and you actually do overeat after you're fasting. Um, so again, it comes back to how you're doing it, what type of fasting and how can you do this in the least restrictive way? Some people also feel that, you know, if they've done fasting or they've done something that they reward themselves. And a lot of times we use food as a reward. So if you're trying to lose weight and you're fasting and you're rewarding yourself with food or treats afterwards, that's not really going to be helpful. So that is just something to look out for. Just want to give a quick recap. So I went over people who should not fast. Children, women who are pregnant and breastfeeding, people with type 1 diabetes or even type 2 diabetes, people with a history of eating disorders, and potentially women who are still cycling that it may stress their bodies. I also gave four ideas that I want you to think about for your health. One being what's the least restrictive thing you can do. Two, remembering that health is more than just weight loss. Three, that you have to create this lifestyle change that you can stick with for it to be sustainable. And four, that you need to eat healthy when you're doing intermittent fasting so we can't binge out on those ice cream and french fries afterwards. I also broke down the different types of intermittent fasting and how we use that one word, but it can really mean a lot of different things. And I also talked about how fasting can affect your gallbladder and how we need to be aware of that and take things slow. And also that fasting can potentially make you overeat. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and took away some nuggets. And I hope that you join me for part two where I'm going to go into the benefits of fasting so you can learn a little bit more about it. Friends, I hope this episode inspired you to take one more step forward in your health. I would love it if you could share this podcast so we can have a bigger impact on even more lives. Just take a picture of this episode and share it on social media or with a friend and tag me. It's hard to be healthy in a culture that is surrounded by fast food and sugar. So be part of my free health community and join my private Facebook group. The link is down below. Being healthy can be hard, but with the right tools and support, you can do this.